Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist and award-winning author and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And before we get started, uh, it'd be good to mention that uh, Minneapolis holds a special place in the entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. Uh, it's where you got to start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring to those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passions into reality and the importance of lifting up the community on Target's exciting content series, Black Beyond, now playing on YouTube.com slash Target. And regarding the Diversity Do podcast specifically, for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond that which I share on this podcast, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity, also available as an audiobook for your listening convenience. And I hope that no matter what your role or position, if you're a helping professional in any way, you'll consider ordering diversity in clinical practice to help you learn practical and encouraging tips and strategies for meeting the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for whomever you serve. And similarly, whether it be through my one-on-one -on -one relationship building efforts as a therapist or in my informing and empowering efforts as an author and speaker, my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. <clears throat> So today, I want to talk to you about whether or not there can be too much diversity. If you hadn't heard already, last week, during a discussion with university leadership exploring continually declining enrollment, a problem many educational institutions have experienced as well, uh, and potentially contributing factors to this, a university board of regents vice chair offered a question to other leadership that he thought would be helpful in exploring how to solve the problem. The question was essentially whether too much diversity could be the reason for the campus enrollment decline. He added that while he acknowledged that it was a sensitive question and that he may not be the best person to ask it, it was a reasonable question to ask, especially in light of his having received letters from multiple friends explaining that their children would not attend that campus because it was considered too diverse. Now, there are multiple things going on here, as well as many different conflicting responses to this report. While I don't claim to know everything that went on behind the scenes that led to this encounter, I do want to address a few of its implications that may be beneficial for you to consider if you find yourself in a similar situation where someone is expressing a similar sentiment. First, I want to express that I appreciate the fact that the leader who made this comment made an official public apology for the insensitivity of his words. A lot of people are either too afraid to acknowledge the undesirable impact that they may have on others or believe so strongly in the genuine intent that it means that they shouldn't have to apologize to someone who is offended by their words and actions. While it's up to each individual to determine whether or not the apology will matter to them, the fact that it was given at all, even if persuaded to do so by other leaders, at least this presents the possibility of a repaired professional relationship through learning, growth and change behavior moving forward. In addition, I appreciate the fact that while this person's genuine intent was infirmed, it was explicitly acknowledged that intent does not take away the impact. This balance allows for there to be less question about the intent, although not completely, while also avoiding the conclusion that the intent justifies the resulting hurtful impact, which it definitely does not. Now, with all that being said, there's still the issue of the question itself, asking whether or not the campus is too diverse. And of course, whether too much diversity is even a problem. 
For this leader specifically, who justified the reasonableness of the question, it raises a new question. Do you believe it's justifiable because the campus may indeed, in fact, be too diverse? Or is it deemed justifiable because there may be a bigger problem at hand if potential new students believe that too much diversity is a problem worth avoiding? Regarding the first question of if the campus is indeed too diverse, my follow-up question would then be, based on what criteria? The particular campus in question was has just over 1,000 students enrolled at that particular campus, of whom 54% uh, identify as white and 41% as black, indigenous, and people of color. Based on this, is it the 54% white that is considered to be not a high enough percentage majority to feel comfortable in that environment? And if so, why? Out of a reasonable desire to be among those who are who you're more familiar with or a not so reasonable aversion to those who are different? We will continue with this topic, but now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. As a licensed marriage and family therapist, I know how important it is to seek counseling, to unload stress, find emotional healing, and help you with anxiety and depression. Better help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Visit betterhelp.com slash Saletta today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Saletta. Now, if you've heard me before, you'll know that I like to remind myself and others that diversity isn't just about skin color. It just means being different. And there are many ways in which we can be different from those around us. Beyond race and ethnicity, we can have different ages, genders, gender identities, sexual orientation, faith beliefs, political beliefs, socioeconomic status, and more. As a result, even those who are able to surround themselves with uh, those of a similar race and ethnicity percentage that feels less diverse, they are still surrounded by people who are, despite a few value similarities, who also have multiple differences which will require learning, growth, and adjustment over time. All of this will lead to the conclusion that even if you did believe that a campus could be too diverse, either you accept that every campus is diverse in many ways and dive in, focus less on diversity percentages and more on learning all you can from that whole educational experience, or you own potentially prejudiced beliefs about certain groups of people, try to find your preferred environment of cultural isolation and ignore the fact that there's still diversity within that isolated environment, just not the diversity that you may deem undesirable. If that's indeed the case, then own it and don't try to convince others that it's reasonable. On the other hand, if this leader does not believe that campus, the campus is indeed too diverse, but that there may be a bigger problem at hand if potential new students believe that too much diversity is a problem, worth avoiding, then despite the fact that the question was very poorly worded and did not sufficiently convey this, it would indeed be a reasonable question to explore in that sense. To avoid the offensive implications, I would like to be able to go back in time and reword the question regarding how to address the potential factor of campus being seen as too diverse on its low campus enrollment with something like this. 
Uh, congrats, everyone, uh, team here. Uh, our campus has become so diverse, reflecting such a variety of life experiences and perspectives, not only in the staff providing education, but also in the student body that mutually edify each other during the educational process, that we are making rigid and limited thinking individuals seeking less to educate and enlighten themselves about the vast variety of world experiences and more to reinforce the same like-minded, narrow thinking, you know, them, those people, we're making them so uncomfortable, they don't even want to come. So now, since we genuinely do want this to be an institution where everyone feels welcome, let's brainstorm ways in which we can focus our admission and enrollment marketing efforts on convincing them as well, that despite the fact that it's not the percentages that they expected, they can not only feel safer and more comfortable than they may preemptively think or expect, but that what they may now consider to be too much diversity may in fact be just the right amount of diversity, the right amount that can help them learn about themselves and others and grow in more ways than one. Now, this is clearly not how that conversation went. But if the focus remains on what was initially said, then all we do is focus on the employment fate of one individual and not necessarily the progress that can and needs to be made as a result. In this way, we can acknowledge the present insensitivity and move forward towards something healthier. And then the apologies and resulting difficult discussions can be worth it in the end because of the growth that came as a result. My hope for you is that if you find yourself in a situation where you hear a leader saying something like this, I want you to be able to hear the possible negative origin that came from it, acknowledge or and or confront whatever needs to be confronted at the time, and then take steps to be a part of moving forward towards something that's healthier for everyone involved. It may not be easy, but it'll definitely be worth it. With that, I'll say thanks for listening in to the Diversity Do Podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or a training on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. And if you know of anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging speaker on the topic of diversity, then feel free to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well. And also, again, check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available in paper and audio book formats on Amazon.com. And I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in the future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this. You don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity Internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Looking for a meaningful career with great pay and great benefits? Want to be part of something bigger? Here's your chance. 
Union Pacific Railroad is hiring train crew members of the Twin Cities area, now offering hiring incentives up to $15,000. No previous railroad experience is needed. We provide all the essential training and you can get a free college education while working. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.jobs/minnesota. That's up.jobs/minnesota. There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride-sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org/micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro C Line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride, get picked up, and get where you need to go. Start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit Micro mini buses. It's back to school time, and that means it's back to cooking breakfast for your kiddos and making school lunches. That's a lot of cracked eggshells and cut off sandwich crust. Now listen, before you think about throwing those food scraps away, think about recycling them. Ramsey County has a program that can help you do just that, and it won't cost you a dime. Ramsey County has a free food scraps recycling program that lets you collect stuff like apple cores, coffee grounds, and veggie scraps. Here's how it works. Put all those scraps into a compostable bag. Then once a week, drop it off at a free food scrap site by your house. And listen, I understand that life is busy, so if you can't get there once a week, just toss the bag in the freezer until you can find the time to do it. To locate a food scrap collection site near you and to get more information about the program, visit RamseyRecycles.com slash food scraps and tell your friends and family about it. Let's all do our part to help save the planet. Nothing matters more to Attorney General Keith Ellison than our health and safety. He'll always defend the right to choose, free from government interference. And he took pharmaceutical companies to court to make insulin more accessible and affordable. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison puts our health and safety first. Learn more at ellison4mn.com. This is an independent expenditure prepared and paid for by Alliance for a Better Minnesota Action Fund. 1600 University Avenue West, St. Paul, Minnesota 55104. It is not coordinated with or approved by any candidate, nor is any candidate responsible for it. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. 
It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.